Stop what you're doing because you're now tuned in to the hottest sports show on the planet. You know who it is. Smith Express Sports Show. Hosted by yours truly, Christopher C. Smith. Yo, yo, yo. What's poppin'? What's poppin'? It's your boy Smith. We're here live on the dopest sports show in America, in the world. You feel me? Got a, got a special guest. You know what I'm saying? The big homie. Motivational speaker, successful motivational speaker. You know what I'm saying? Chaz J. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what's good, my homie? What's good with you, my guy? How you living today? Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, man. Hey, it's a lot of stuff that's been going down in the sports world that I think is super crazy. We got to cover and talk about. First thing, the Super Bowl. I know it happened months ago, but what's your take on it? Did you see it coming? Honestly, bro, my my take, I'm going to take it back even further to the postseason. I think every team, maybe but the Eagles, really deserve to be in the postseason. So I knew it was going to be a postseason leading up to the Super Bowl. I always liked the Rams. I've rocked with them, you know, from a distance for a little bit. So I'm I'm really glad to see them finally take one. Um, I'm really glad, to be honest with you, you know, growing up in Chicago, you saw, we saw a lot of Matt Stafford, you know, and he was the enemy then because he was on the Lions. Yeah. But as far as his career, you know, him and his family, I know they've been through a lot for him to go ahead and get released from the Lions. And then a year later to grab the ship, man, it's all love over there. So I, I like the outcome. I didn't really see, see it coming, but I'm not, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, what about their opponents, the Bengals? I'm surprised at that. I didn't see coming. I didn't see coming. <laughs> nah. You know what I'm saying? I, the, as far as the Bengals go, um, like I said, you know, I'm a Ravens fan, so I'm a little salty that the Bengals is successful as they is. But to see Joe Burrow play how he played, man, that's a lot of young talent. Over there on that team, they stacked up that defense in a, in a tough way that they're just making the AFC North that much harder. And they came out as, as, as almost, you know, a Cinderella story, especially from Joe Burrow and the expectation that they had with them coming out the draft, him getting injured the previous year, and then coming back this year, winning the AFC championship, beating Mahomes at the crib and making it. Hey, that's that's all they did the thing over there, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'll probably say by the end, by the time we get to 2030, a lot of greats are going to be gone. And I think that the 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 future of the NFL is in great hands. I think as far as like quarterback, running backs, you know what I'm saying, wide receivers, I, I think that we definitely got a good future to just um, football in general, you know, to look forward to. It won't be no boring season. No, I 100% agree with that. I felt the same exact way about this past postseason. I was excited for every game that was played, whether I was rooting for them or not. It's um, like you said, we got a lot of great quarterbacks uh, coming out. You got the Patrick Mahomeses, the Matt Stafford just coming off a win, a Super Bowl win, the Joe Burrows, the Lamar Jacksons. We got a lot of great talent in the NFL right now that's going to last for years to come. I'm excited where the NFL is going. Oh uh, yeah. So look, let me ask you this question, okay? Trade, bench, or or start? You listening? Yep. Go ahead. Trade, Tom, bench, or start? Okay. Tom Brady, Paint Manning, 
or Patrick Mahomes? Oh man, you threw me a ringer right off the gate, bro, because I'm a Peyton Manning fan. <laughs> 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 but I'm gonna go ahead if if I had to choose. And, you know, I'm, I'm being realistic about it, man. Peyton Manning, that's my guy. In my eyes, he's always going to be the number one quarterback that ever played the game to me. But Tom Brady has done some incredible things. So I would have to start Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes, as as great as I know he's going to be, he's, he's not... I'm not going to put him over Peyton Manning because not only did Peyton Manning do great things at the coach, but he did it at Denver. So Peyton Manning is going to be my number two. And I'm going to have to trade Patrick Mahomes, but I'm going to trade him either for some first-round draft picks or I'm going to trade him to give me a couple receivers that's going to help Tom Brady out. That's dope. I, I, I respect that. I, I definitely respect that. Because it was – was it meant – Difficult for me to say. I'll say that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was Eli, right? The brother that beat um, Tom Brady twice, right? It was Eli. So, you know, there's always been that Manning-Brady rivalry, you know, on both, uh, you know, on the Eli side and the Peyton side. And it was and growing up with that, man, watching them two go back and forth in the AFC like they did, man, it was always exciting. I just I happened to rock with, with Manny. Yeah, that's crazy, man. So and how you feel about the Colts, though? Like that huh, Andrew Luck, crazy. I'm. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? I don't think Andrew Luck uh, is necessarily a Hall of Famer. If he would have came out the gate, um, I think he'll be in the midst of the conversations and he may get in on a, on a certain class, but I don't think he's necessarily uh, right off the bat true Hall of Famer. And I'm going to just put that to injuries because he was hit with a lot of injuries. But at the same time, the Colts... For some reason, bro, the Colts have a knack for not building up their defense and getting a strong defense that can compete, you know, at the at the postseason level every single year. And I think that's one thing that not only played Peyton Manning, but it came into play in Andrew Luck where he didn't have – he had to carry the team, you know, and it, it showed up with how many times he got hit in the backfield and then eventually facing the injuries that he did. And it's yeah. unfortunate, but it is what it is. Yeah, and no, let me ask you this. Okay, you you said Matt Stafford in Detroit was was you know what I'm saying one of the blocking reasons why the Bears wasn't successful. Now I know the Bears has a lot of excuses. You know what I'm saying, probably more than anybody in the NFL. But how you feel about Aaron Rodgers returning back to Green Bay, and what what do you think that does the what what does that do for the whole situation now with Chicago? To be honest with you, Matt, I like that Aaron Rodgers, um, the Aaron Rodgers going back to Green Bay. And the reason why, man, is because he had a chip on his shoulder last year. There was a lot of negativity coming at, at Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, throughout the season, they were they were talking about benching him, trading him, starting him, and he eventually finished out the season. And he did what Aaron Rodgers does. You know, I don't, as much of a Bears fan I am, and as much as I do not like Green Bay, you know, I got a lot of respect for Aaron Rodgers because he's been consistently at the top for as for years now. You know, and for him to 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 put I say it was he basically put Green Bay in a position of either put up or shut up, either get my replacement and have him go take you to the Super Bowl or shut up and let me do my thing and he did his thing. Yeah. 
Hey, and I can honestly say, what whether Green Bay wanted or not, but Green Bay definitely is the reason. I think it's the main reason why the Bears will never succeed, and especially by them being in the, in the same division. As long as they're in the same division and Aaron Rodgers is there, the Bears will never be good. They will never succeed. You know, I'm the type. I don't want to say never. I don't, I always want to be hopeful, but you know, I, I I got I got I got favorites of other teams. Like I said, I'm a Colts fan. I'm a Ravens fan. But I became a Colts fan and a Ravens fan, even though I'm a Chicago native, because the Bears get so disappointing sometimes. So I can't fully disagree with what you're saying, bro. Because the 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 Packers have always been that, and Aaron Rodgers specifically has always been the Achilles heel, you know, for the Bears. And you're right, though. Until they really get it together in Chicago, from the ownership through the front office all the way down to the field during the season, it's going to be really tough for them to be successful with a team like the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers leading them. I don't see them winning the division as long as Aaron Rodgers is there. I will say that. Yeah, I, I, you know, I definitely agree. But uh, also this year, um, well, the way it just happened pretty much, the great Tom Brady retires. What do you think that does for the NFL in general? It's going to be crazy not watching him on the TV no more. It really is. And, you know, it's, like I said, boys, it's, it's, Tom Brady has done some great things in his career. When you talk about the stats that he has put up, you know, with him in New England and Bill Belichick and the teams that he had and then even going to Tampa Bay and winning the Super Bowl down there, you know, he did a lot of great things. Um, and to, he, he is a legend. Whether I like the man or not, he's a legend. He's always going to go. He's going to be a first-round Hall of Fame ballot. The minute his name touches the ballot is the minute that he's going into the Hall of Fame. We all know that. Um, so to see a legend, you know, leave the game, you know, is definitely uh, a disappointment for the game. But I think with any disappointment, there comes good opportunities because you have opportunities for these other quarterbacks to step up, like a Patrick Mahomes, you know, a Lamar Jackson, now a Matt Stafford, being able to come up and even even Garoppolo, you know, over in San Francisco, being able to come up and make a name for themselves. You know, we get to see this kind of turning of the tide. And it happens in sports, you know, the, the greats, they, they get up there and age and for whatever reason, whether it's age, injury, or they just don't want to play the game no more, they hang their hats up and, and we salute them for everything that they did and what they brought to the game. Tom Brady definitely changed the game um, for, from, from what it was to what it is now. Um, it's definitely going to be interesting, but I like the opportunity because it opens it up for a lot of other players out there, a lot of other young players, and they can look to Tom Brady to see what he did and they can model that. True, true. I I definitely agree. So like you know what I'm saying. Okay, let, let's just take it to a, a little a little kind of controversial. How you feel about Deshaun Watson's situation being he uh, the charges just got dropped with him and the whole sexual assault. To be honest with you, bro, it's it's it is still playing out right now, and it is a little controversial. But I think as you know, everybody makes mistakes. Let's just, yeah. let's just be real about it. And, and 
the mistakes that you can make when you're not a multi-millionaire NFL star is is the, the when you become that you go make greater mistakes because you got the money and there's more of a spotlight on you and, and some people tighten it up but other people don't you know so with the sexual assault charges um, against them you need to see how that plays out and everything like that but I do believe at the end of the day I think people that come into these major leagues is they're not above the law. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. And I believe there's a certain sense of professionalism that athletes need to have because they're on a public stage. You know, and I mean, how many how many athletes have we seen that they've got a, a sexual assault charge or they've got a, a drug charge or they got wrapped back into the streets after they made it? It's like you got all these young kids and everything coming up from behind you, looking up at you. And I'm not saying you got to be a perfect model citizen, but I do think there needs to be some professionalism, you know, brought back to to the to the post of the athlete. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I you know I I, I definitely agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I, I, I thought, I thought I was reading that that it was pretty much over and done, and that, and that he's supposed to have been moving forward with the charges being dropped or being lessened or something like that, to where he could still go on with his career. And, and I hope he does, bro. Like I said, it's, it's, I hope he does, and, and he's able to bounce back and and move on from it, you know, because a lot of people are not able to kind of shake off what they went through. Um, so hopefully he never has to experience that again, man. He can bounce back over and put the numbers on step one. True, true, true. I I definitely agree. So let me ask you this: seeing how this year's um, NFL season played out, who you got going to the Super Bowl this season coming up? That's a good question, bro. I see uh, I see the Bengals taking it back, and the reason why I see the Bengals, I don't know if they're gonna win the ship out of the AFC. Um, but I do see the Bengals making a hard run for themselves. Um, just coming off of the team, the, the, the season that they have, um, Joe Burrow, you know, he's got to remain healthy to be able to bring that team together. That defense is stacked. Like, and I'm going to tell you what, if they continue to coach how they are in Cincinnati, they're going to be a dangerous team to mess with because it's their coaching staff that what t- it's that what brought them out of the AFC Championship and took them to the ship at the adjustments they made at halftime that really got them to win that game. I don't know, man. The, the Bengals are looking mighty dangerous. They're looking mighty dangerous. Who else would you say would be in the Super Bowl? Like, so you do you think Patrick Mahomes can make it or possible? It could be a possible. I think Patrick Mahomes can make it. Um, I definitely see them uh, making it to the AFC Championship. I think it can be a repeat. Um, but Patrick Mahomes has to be able to shake off the loss that he just had, and they got to come playing with a chip on their shoulder. And in my opinion, that's what lost them the AFC Championship this year is that just the Bengals were just a step ahead of them. They just had a little bit more tenacity that they brought to the field. I think the the Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs as an organization, they need to understand the game that they're in right now where a lot of teams are figuring out how to beat them. I know Andy Reid is a great coach over in Kansas City. I love Andy Reid even when he was back in, uh, in Philadelphia, but they have to be able to understand that, okay, it's any given Sunday and on any given day you can be beat man 
I definitely agree with that. You you know you know what team that when I first started watching the NFL was was pretty dope, but as time went on, they just went straight to the bottom pit. It's the Falcons. Why you say that? What what has you saying that about the Falcons? Like what made that turn for you? Like okay, when I first started paying attention to the NFL, they had um, Matt Ryan's, they had Mike Turner, and it's like when you see it now, I, I don't that their last winning season it probably had to be before twenty ten. Yeah, and um, and I think the Falcons, the Falcons had a lot of high expectations for Matt Ryan. You know, back in the day, they had a lot of, you know, they really thought they was going to do something with, you know, uh, Julius Jones over there, Julio Jones over there. Yeah. But it's, 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 it, it fell short, but it really fell short because a lot of the errors that they were in, you figure at the same time that Matt Ryan was touching the ball, you had Drew Brees. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You had Drew Brees out there that was, and then you had Cam Newton in, in Carolina, you know? So you had, Great, you had good teams that went toe to toe with the Falcons, and they just they kept coming up short. Yeah, I'm like, what do you think is wrong with them? Like, if you if you was a part of the organization, what would you change over there? That what would be some of the stuff you would take? To be honest with you, I think it's a I think it's a rebuilding it's a rebuilding year for the Falcons. They really have to see, you know, and understand the times that they're in. Um, they really have to get the talent coming out of the draft, and they have to be able to be patient. I don't think the Falcons are anywhere near a Super Bowl winning team, but I think if they're patient enough to be able to bring the weapons into Atlanta um, after you know out of the draft and you know out of the the off season and, and get get some more talent up in there and build up that offensive line, I think and put some weapons on the offense and, and stack up that defense. I think they can be a I think they can be a threat in the NFC South. I agree. I I agree. Like so, look. Um, I'm gonna ask you about these two teams, and let me know what you think about that take on it, and where you see them going this next season that's coming up. The um, New England Patriots and the Tennessee Titans. So the New England Patriots, I think, are actually I see them as a postseason team. Um, you got what's his face, buddy. I don't. Know, I keep forgetting his name. The quarterback over there. Um, Bill Belichick is. Bill Belichick understands football like nobody understands football. Um, so with that team being a young team that they are, I believe Bill Belichick is going to identify the weapons that they have and utilize them to the best of their abilities. Now, what's going to be the Achilles heel for them is the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, with the Buffalo Bills. They the Buffalo Bills are are an underdog to me, in my opinion, even though they made it into the postseason i think they i think they got a lot more than what they've been showing people and it's going to be a battle between them two teams is the new england patriots and the buffalo bills but at the same time if new england stays on there if they stay on their square and they come out the gates i can see them taking the afc east that that that, that i can see that happening um because the the patriots like I, th- I think they once they let go of Cam Newton, did they, they definitely progress? Yeah, definitely. I, I do agree with that. I don't think Cam Newton brought much of anything 
to uh, to what they had to offer. You know, I like Cam Newton a little bit when he was in when he was in Carolina, but he's not that quarterback that's going to get them over the hump to be able to make them a championship team. I agree. I agree, especially especially with Bill Belichick and the way his play and his system, it wasn't right for him in front of the jump. I think that that system with with Cam Newton going over there, they was playing to fail. Two different styles of playing, two different, you know, that that they just you know what I'm saying. I think that they took Cam in because Cam was available and he had a nice name. His name is far from who that player he used to be. Hundred percent agree with that, bro. And it's um, it's, then that's why he signed. That's why they signed him to that one year contract that they did is because they just wanted to bring him in, try him out. We're gonna see. You know, it, it's never a good look for players anytime you start getting signed a one, two, three year contracts. Like if the team's not committing to you, then how can we really see a uh, you know longevity with you? You know? Yeah, I agree. And how you feel about the Tennessee Titans? Yeah, the Tennessee Titans, as 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 of a monster at that that they've been in the AFC South, I still think they're going to be a monster, and I still see them taking the AFC South this year. And the reason why I see them taking the AFC South is because there's not a whole lot of there's not a whole lot of challenging going in the AFC South. The Colts, they just came off a disappointing season with Phillip Rivers, you know, him finally leaving. The Jaguars, I, the Jaguars, I feel like are a lot of hype. They get going in the beginning parts of the year. People think they're going to do something, and then they just bust. The, ten, the, the, um, the Texans aren't really a threat to me against the Titans, in my opinion. But what I will say, and we saw it this year, is that People were finding out how to stop Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans. He he's still gonna be Derrick Henry. I still see him averaging, you know, six, seven, eight, nine yards a carry, but people are finding ways on how to beat him, and it did show up this last season. Uh, you know, I I definitely because who took them out? I forgot. I forgot who exactly I think it was the Bills who actually took them out. I would have to go back and look at the playoff tree. Um, but yeah, they 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 weren't the same tennis when I was watching the game, I'm thinking like, man, these are not the same Tennessee Titans that they were last year. You know, their gaps were getting clogged. Yeah. Um, Derrick Henry was he wasn't making so many big runs that he was, you know. Um, so it's yeah, I don't see the Tennessee Titans being as as great as they were, you know, uh, the year before last. And then I just don't I don't see it. But they're still going to be a good team. I still see them taking the AFC South. Yeah, you you know you know who I think what was was kind of disappointing, and I expected more. Cool. Uh, the Steelers. Man, let me ask you, why did you expect so much out of the Steelers, though? I mean, just in general, because years previous years before that, that they, they showed hope, that they, they they showed, you know, what I'm saying that that they was on the right path of something. Didn't know exactly what it was, but I feel like that that they had potential. They were showing a lot of potential to to at least take it to the next level and possibly doing something great. They definitely were showing potential. I will agree with you then. Um, I just think what killed them, though, is that Ben Roethlisberger, he was on the last tank of gas for him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He, he just he wasn't as clutch as he used to be, you know, some years past, and he didn't have it in him to be able to, 
to, to like I said, get it over that hump to be to be able to make them a championship team. Because nowadays the game is moving so fast, and you got these these quarterbacks, these fast quarterbacks that are like a, like a, a Lamar Jackson or a Patrick Mahomes or even like a Joe Burrow who can get out the pocket and and make plays. And that's what the game is calling for: is you got to be able to make plays. And I just don't think Ben Roethlisberger had it in him to be able to finish out like he used to finish out because he used to be very good. Yeah, so, like, what do you see Pittsburgh now in the future? Like, what do you think they need to do to change? Or do you think they'll be okay this upcoming season? I think they will be okay just because of Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, I got a lot of respect for Mike Tomlin as a coach. He's been there for many, many years, and I think he's still going to do his thing uh, in Pittsburgh. But I think it's back to the drawing board for them. And I think it's mainly back to the drawing board for them because Ben Roethlisberger's not there anymore. Yeah. Um, they really got to decide what type of team, you know, they're going to be. They got to look at their division. You know, like I said, I'm a Ravens fan, and the Ravens, when the Ravens are healthy and they're firing in all cylinders, the Ravens are dangerous. When Lamar Jackson is making the right decisions, he's dangerous. We got the Bengals, who the Bengals just, they just won the AFC Championship and made it to the Super Bowl. So you got to take that into consideration with the stacked, strong defense that they have. I don't see the Browns putting up, you know, the Browns are, people think the Browns are going to do something every year. As in the past five years, the Browns never do nothing. So I don't really have too much faith in the Browns. Can the Steelers make it to the playoffs? I think they can make it to the playoffs, but it's going to be a tough road for them to be able to make it to the playoffs, and they got to put the right people in the right places to be able to get that done. But I do not see them taking the AFC North, especially with the Bengals coming off a championship win and then the Super Bowl showing like they did. That, hey, you know, I, I, I totally agree. Well, what's your take on the Eagles? Like, how you feel about the Eagles? Man, the Eagles, I honestly do like the Eagles. Um, I think the Eagles are in a good position where if they can gather their team and they can stay healthy, I think they can take the NFC East. And I think they can take the NFC East because there's not a whole lot of threats in the AFC, in the NFC East for them. The Redskins or now, quote-unquote, the Washington team. They ain't going to always be the Redskins to me, you know. Yeah. But the, the, the Washington, the Washington ain't doing nothing. They're just like the Browns over in the AFC North. They're not going to be a threat. The Giants, I think the Giants are, they really don't know what they want to do. So they, they haven't decided what type of team they want to be. And to be honest with you, man, the Cowboys, the Cowboys are overrated. They always overrated. Been overrated. Oh, so overrated, bro. Dak Prescott is an overrated quarterback. He's not a clutch quarterback, in my opinion. Um, Jerry Jones, needs to, he needs to decide whether he's going to be an owner, a general manager, or a coach. Um, so I think that puts the Eagles in a very good position to be able to win the NFC East. I know they made it. They won the NFC East, made it to the playoffs. Or they made it to the playoffs, I'm sorry, this last year. Um, but I think... They were also playing with a lot of injuries, too. So I think if they stay healthy, I think the Eagles can show up uh, in the NFC. You know, I I definitely agree because, you know what I'm saying, I've been an Eagles fan, but not not, not nothing too too much. You know what I'm saying? They're not too crazy of an Eagles fan. So, like, but it's just like they're a team that I check on from here and there, you know what I'm saying, during the season just to see if they win it or not. Absolutely. And – and you know, last but least, uh, how you feel about the Russell Wilson trade to the Broncos? Like, and what do you think that do for the Denver Broncos? And what do you think what's going to happen to in Seattle now that he's gone? You know, I do like the trade. Um, 
uh, Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos and the reason why I like it. I think Russell Wilson's time in Seattle was up, and I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, it's almost like the Tom Brady in New England or Peyton Manning at the Colts. You know, sometimes the players just need a shift. You look at Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham got released from the Browns. You know, he got uh, went over to the Rams and boom, he got a Super Bowl. Peyton Manning did it when he came over from uh, from the Colts and came over to the Broncos, you know, and boom, two years later, he's winning the championship game. Uh, so I think Denver picking up Russell Wilson, having John Elway over there, John Elway, uh, Hall of Fame quarterback, knows quarterbacks, so I have faith that he knows what he's doing. And I believe Denver is going to invest and put in the money to be able to get the weapons around Russell Wilson that he needs and they're going to take the talent that they already have there and they're going to make something happen in Denver. Um, as far as Seattle, it's a, definitely a loss for Seattle, but I don't know what's going on in their conversation because they may have something in their back pocket and they may look at it as well as, okay, we like we like you Russell Wilson, you've had a great career here, it's just time for us to go in a different direction. However, I don't see, based off of how Seattle was playing last year, Man, they were playing like a like a like a Canadian league, man. Like a yeah. Canadian football <laughs> league. It's like, man, are y'all gonna bring the punch that you need in the NFC West to be able to get it done? And I don't think they didn't have it last year. And they didn't have it because you had San Francisco, you had the Arizona Cardinals both at the top of the NFC West. They just did not have the punch both offensively and defensively to be able to get it done. I saw Russell Wilson's frustration. Um, in Seattle towards the end of the season, you know, and the, the, the season that he was having. So I think it's a good move him going to Denver. I like it. Do, do you think that with that, you know what I'm saying, with that being said, do you think Denver Broncos, like how far do you see them going playoff? Are they contenders or? I think they can be a contender just because they do have Russell Wilson. Like I said, I like Russell Wilson. He's a talented quarterback. I don't think he's at the end of his career by any means. I still think he's got some gas left in the tank. But the problem is you got some tough teams sitting over in the AFC West. You got the, the Chiefs, who, again, we talked about them. They, they they pull it together. They tighten up that machine uh, under Andy Reid just a little bit better than they did. I think they got a little too cocky last season. But I believe they're going to get back on track and they're going to have a little bit of chip on their shoulder from losing to the to the Cinderella story Bengals. Um, they're going to be a tough team to overcome. The, the, the Las Vegas Raiders, I've always liked the Las Vegas Raiders. I've watched them from a distance for years. They honestly were my team to go to win the AFC West last year, even over the Chiefs. And I think if they, 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 they showed us what they have with losing John Gruden and him walking away from the Raiders like they did last year, and they really showed us how that team can come together, can come together. so they're going to be a tough team to beat. And even the Chargers are still a top contender in the AFC West. I think the Chargers, I think a lot of people underestimate the Chargers and the team that they have over there. So that AFC West is going to be a tough division to say who's going to come out on top because you have four good teams, and especially now with the addition with uh, Russell Wilson at Denver. Hey, you know what? Hey, when you now that you speak on it, because like when out, out west, like I forgot the Cardinals and everybody else that was out there. I forgot all about the Cardinals, low key. The Cardinals, like I think that they're definitely something special. I, I don't see them winning no Super Bowl, but they definitely gonna surprise some teams. 
I agree with you on that one. I think they're definitely going to surprise a lot of teams uh, like they have over the past couple of years. But what's plaguing them right now, and I was saying it throughout the season, is uh, Kyler Murray. Um, and the downside about Kyler Murray, as much talent as he does have, Kyler Murray is not a good leader. There was rumors about the drama that he was having inside of the locker room with the players and the coaching staff. There's the rumors that he's going to go play baseball, you know, and different things like that. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of shakiness out of the Arizona Cardinals. But when you talk about talent, they got a lot of talent sitting over here in Phoenix. Yeah. And you know what? One thing. Okay, this is the final last question. Straight off the top of your dome, how many games you got the Bears winning this season coming up? Oh, man, you going to hit me with that? <laughs> 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 the Bears, man, is – I actually I, – I, I, I see them – being, I see them being slightly above 500 because if I remember right, um, I was looking at the schedule a little while, a couple weeks ago when it came out. They don't have the hardest schedule in the world, but they don't have an easy schedule in the world. But, you know, the Bears are so disappointed, man, because you never know what you're going to get out of the Bears. You know, there's so much, there's always been so much talk about the Bears coming into the offseason. So I see them, I see them going slightly above, slightly above 500, if not. It's not right below, man. It's but as far as a threat, I don't know if the Bears are going to be too much of a threat in the AFC North um, with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and I mean even Minnesota, you know, doing what they're doing up there. It's it ain't looking too good for the Bears this year. Man, no, I, too good. but I'm hopeful. <laughs> nah. I'm hopeful. Now, so so, but how you feel about the quarterback though? Do, do do you think Justin is doing his thing, or like would you put him above Trubisky and Jay Cutler? I would, I would, I would put him, I would put him there, um, just because the kid has not had the opportunity to play a full season. And when he was at Ohio State, he definitely did his thing. Now we all know college football does not necessarily transition into NFL football. But I would give him a shot straight off the gate, and I would stick to him. But I would do a couple different things. I would make sure that offensive line is solid because the man had too many. He got hit way too many times in the backfield, and I would give him some a lot of extensive offseason coaching, film classes, and a lot of repetitions because one thing that kills a young quarterback's confidence is getting hit as many times as he did. So if they could protect him, I think – they can do a little something, but it's still too early to tell for him just because the back and forth that they were going back with Andy Dalton and, and, and Justin Fields, it, it was too much. He didn't have time to, to vibe with the team. He didn't have time to blend with the team in a gang situation to be able to kind of come out with his own identity. So it's I would start him. I would keep him in. I wouldn't take him out. He's going to make his mistakes. I would let him get his bumps and bruises, but you got to beef up that offensive line and make sure that he is protected or we're not going to see too much of Justin Fields down the road. So so you got so you got the Bears winning 10 games? That's a tough one. I don't have the Bears winning 10 games. I don't. I don't have the Bears winning 10 games. On a good, on a good season, I might have them winning 10 games. But I, I think it's going to be closer to about probably probably seven or eight. I give them seven or eight games, they're going to win. So, yeah. like I said, either right, right, they're going to hover at about 500 the whole season. So, but what would you change? Like, I think it, pretty much the only thing that's always been wrong with the
It is the offense, though. Like, they always been pretty decent or, or great when it comes down to the defensive part. You're right about that one. It's it's the off the, the the key with the offense when it comes to the Bears is they have never had a consistent offensive line. And I played football, you know, when I was in high school and I played some up football, man. It was that the game is won at the line of scrimmage. You gotta be able to push the ball when in your running game and you gotta be able to have some bodies who's gonna move that defense around and you gotta be able to have the line that's gonna protect that quarterback at all costs. But the other problem that the Bears have is they do not seek out a lot of great talent. And they get these receivers who are 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 their average, but they're not the greatest. So you gotta be able to one get that offensive line together. And so I believe Montgomery in the backfield can be able to support Justin Fields in the running game. Um, but I don't believe that them two alone can do it. Montgomery's just coming off of an injury this last year that took him out for the entire season. And I don't believe that Justin Fields has the rhythm yet for them to be able to swing it and win the AFC North. But the man has a cannon. He can definitely throw the ball. you got to be able to give him some people to throw to yeah, I, I agree, you know what I'm saying? So, like, what do you think, like, as far as his future, though? Like, you, you think his future is bright, or you think he's going to end up being traded? Because those that leave the Bears end up being great and doing more successful things versus those that stay. The last true Hall of Famer was, um, uh, what's buddy name? The, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ballhead guy. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, Erlacher er- er- was was the last successful, true successful Bears player that, that that they you know gave birth to. Like, did do you think Justin Fields would stay or become the face of other Bears eventually? I think he definitely has the potential to, and that's another thing that's always plagued played the Bears is their indecisiveness or their decision making when it comes to the quarterback position. You know, you had your Rex Grossman who sucked. You had Jay Cutler who was consistently average, you know, um, in his time in Denver and then did the same thing over here um, with the Bears. So he was the last consistent quarterback that the Bears had, but his consistency was not, it was average. It wasn't great. It was just simply average. So I do think the fact that they do have Justin Fields, I'm excited for him. I think he can have a good long career, um, but he has to be able to develop. Um, he has to be able to take his lessons from this past season, but he has to be able to have the coaching staff that's going to be able to put him in place uh, to be successful because he's not a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady where he can go out there yet and command an offense. He's still a young, green quarterback. Yeah. And so, look, let me ask you this. So if the Bears would have would have been smart and not trade and did all that goofy stuff they did to try to move up to only get Trubisky, and if say if they would have gotten a Patrick Mahomes or a Deshaun Watson, where do, do do you think the Bears would be successful now, or do you think they'll still be the same team? Because like with the offensive line that they got, even if they would have had somebody great like that, I think it'll still play out the same. Because it's like they're not trying to pay nobody. I can I can agree with that. I wouldn't put it based off of what I've seen out of Patrick Mahomes and just his talent. I still think he could have been a good quarterback at Chicago, but I think he's going to be a great quarterback because he's in Kansas City. And I think you you hit it on the head. Is the Bears? It starts with that 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 ownership. 
you know, the best. They're not trying to pay a lot of money to get a whole lot of talent in. They're not trying to make the moves that they need to move do to be a successful team. You know, the last time the Bears' defense was great was when Brian Erlager and Lance Briggs and, and yeah. Tillman were there. So, I mean, it's they, the Bears' front office does not make smart decisions. That's, that's mm. just it's, it's what it is. You get these sparks of hope where you get like, okay, what is Jay Cutler going to come from Denver and do? What is Justin Fields going to do? You know, us picking him up. You know, what are they going to do? But then at the end of the day, it's like, all right, here we go with the Bears again. It's just another Bears season. Yeah. You know, and, and it sucks to say being a Bears fan, but it's just the reality of it. Yeah, and and it's like, to be honest, like, I think Justin Fields walking in, his shoes was big to fill, but they wasn't – that. like, it was big and small at the same time, meaning, like, shoes to fill. They was big on the note that everybody's looking for him to be the one to turn the Bears around, but it, the shoes wasn't big because no one before him really did shit like that. Hundred percent. You know, it's like like you like you said, there wasn't anybody who set the tone, especially at the quarterback position, to be like, "Oh man, you got to step in and then fill you know this person's shoes or that person's shoes, or you got to do what they did." Yeah, but I think that's an advantage for him because it keeps the slate clean. He can come in and he can build his own identity, but that identity is going to get shattered if he's getting nine sacks, sacked nine times, you know, in a game. You know, man can only do so much. Yeah, I, I I agree. And you know, you know who you know who got some big shoes to fill for real. And and it might not seem seem like that now, but whoever that they get to cover Russell Wilson's feet in the um in the Seattle, that's gonna be definitely some big shoes to oh, fill. Uh-huh. Whenever you in the past, you know, uh, decade, whenever you talked about the Seattle Seahawks, you've mentioned Russell Wilson. It's always been Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. So that's been his team for for so long since he's been there. You know, there's definitely going to be some big shoes to fill. Like I said, I don't see the Seahawks doing anything crazy this year. Um, they got to find out which direction they want to go before they're successful. And there's a lot of talent. And a lot of good teams in the NFC West for them to be able to automatically say, all right, they're going to come out on top. Do you see them at least going to the postseason or? Seattle going to the postseason and all. I think there's too many weapons in the NFC right now, um, especially when you have like the San Francisco sitting in the mm-hmm. NFC West. When you have, um, you know, the Cardinals sitting in the NFC West. You even got to look at the rest of the the NFC. I don't see um, the Seattle Seahawks making it to the postseason just yet. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Hey, you know, hey, I salute you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Thank you once again for coming on the show, the sports show, making it happen. Definitely was a dope yes, sir, interview. Thank you for having me. Uh, no thank problem. You for having no problem. Anytime. No, anytime, boss. And you know what I'm saying? It's the same with you, bro. I definitely, it'd definitely be honored if I could get you back probably within a week or so when, when more updates about the NFL come out. Yes, sir. You just let me know. We'll make it happen. All right. Bet it up, boss. All right, boss. All right, for sure. Yo, super dope interview. You know what I'm saying? Good debate with the homie Chaz J once again for the Smith Express Sports Show. Signing out. Let's get it. Yeah.